You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. All right, so today on the podcast, we have had him before. He is on episode four. Um, David Nassim, thanks for being back. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you. So good grief. You were like just dropping hammers last time you were here, and I took a whole thing of notes. So um, to have you back is definitely an honor. Um, I'm, I literally just want to ask you one question. Sure. Today. And we get this a lot. What if I have the wrong person on my team? The wrong person on your team. So there's a lot to that. So I think um, before you try, before you try to say if you have the wrong person, you kind of need to look at yourself if you're the one to blame for that. Yeah. Right. That's uh, good. That's a tough one uh, because I'm I'm I make a lot of mistakes, you know. So I would kind of rewind when I hired that person and make sure that I was extremely clear on uh, what the expectations of this role was, what the vision of our company is. Are they a great fit? I'm being honest with you. We've been open for two and a half years now, and uh, there's been two people that have had to exit uh, our team. And I want to be honest with you, it's a lot of that was my fault because on the front end, I did not make sure they were the right person and they fit the vision, right? I felt they need to hire. I felt they need to expand. I, I believed in the vision, and I believe that the way that we multiply this vision is by bringing more people on. But it became a difficult decision, but we got down the road a little bit, and uh, they knew it. I knew it, and I took the blame in that conversation with them. I said, you know what? It's my fault because uh, I didn't notice these things. I didn't set clear expectations, and they had to exit. Now, hopefully, you don't have to get to that point, so I'll rewind a little bit about how you know if it's the wrong person or yeah. not, right? Okay, so um, if we're just uh, reviewing someone at a surface level and not really getting into their lives, you don't know what's going on in people's lives, right? We talked about this in our last, the last time I was here, I believe, about really caring more about uh, what who they're becoming than what they're doing, right? Yeah. If you know nothing about them, people have got stuff going on in your lives a lot of times that you know nothing about. Maybe they are the right person, but they have things going on that's affecting how they are working. As a leader, you better know that. If you really care about the people that work for you, and we talked about this, Evan, too, about like, uh, you know, having a team and a good culture and a family work type environment, you don't have all of that unless you know some of the details of that person's life, right? And if their performance isn't where you thought it would be, or you've seen some kind of adjustment, maybe there's something else going on that you need to know about. So I would dig into that a little bit more. I think another thing that leaders fail on is not giving clear expectations on the front end, right? Uh, because you start giving them on the back end and that's the first time that they've ever heard them, right? Uh, you're noticing a lot of this is on the leader, not on the employee, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of it's on the leader, right? Um, so I think um, making sure you know, um, uh, they know, and you know, then you're not just saying it on the front end, but during the process, uh, what the expectations of the role or the job is or whatever their position is, right? So that's happening. Something we, you know, practice a good bit as well, too, is we have one-on-ones with our 
with our team members, right? Uh, with our crew members. How often do you have those? So we do those um, twice a month uh, per person. And I'm going to tell you, it fills my calendar up, but I know that that's the most important thing to me is the people that, that work with me, right? So we do those twice a month. Uh, you don't have to do them twice a month, at least once a month, depending on how often you see each other, because you can have those kind of drive-by conversations sometimes too, and you can find out some information though. But it, a structured one-on-one is super important. And I don't, see, I don't think we see that a lot in, in the business world, you know, what, what does your one-on-ones look like? Yep. Number no, one-on-ones is this. We don't talk about business first, period. I'm going to talk about their personal life first. How's everything going? How's Jim doing? How's Susan doing? How's your, how's your son doing who had surgery? I'm going to talk about all of that first before we talk about business. Honestly, I've had one-on-ones before that were 45 minutes long and we talked about business for five minutes and I talked about, now you got to talk about business, Right. But there are times that you're doing that. And what you're doing is you're building equity with that team member that you really care for them, right? So when something does hit the fan in their life, guess who they're going to come and talk to? You. Yeah. Which is ultimately going to affect their, the way that they are, uh, uh, their, the way that they're working for your company. So you've got to keep a close touch, close coaching point. Because here's what happens. When, when someone really knows that you care about them uh, and who they're becoming, Hard coaching comes a lot easier then because they know that you've got their best interest in mind, right? So, you know, I know you asked the question, how do you, how do you provide an exit plan for somebody, right? How do, you ha- how do you help someone exit? There's a lot more to that than just saying, this isn't working out, you leave. If you have failed in all those steps that we've just talked about through the process, uh, you better learn from it for the next person that you hire because that's super important, right? But uh, we did, and I'll just, like I said, share our personal experience. There's two people. One exited, honestly, because there were some family issues going on that I felt needed um, priority uh, more than what she was doing. They were financially okay. And I said, you know what? The best thing for you to do in your family is to exit right now. The door's open for you to get, be able to come back. You know why? We lost some money. As a company, because she was producing, but I had more value in her family than what she could do for her company, right? The second guy was just not the right fit, and it was my fault. I told him. I sat down with him. I was like, you know what? I brought you on too fast. I, I'm sorry for that. How can I help you exit well here financially? Wow. You know I what? Bet, I bet that statement is so powerful in that moment. Yep. I'm going to say, what sets you up for success? Now, I'm not going to be ridiculous and, you know, uh, it's hard writing checks, you know. You're you're working hard for, for that money to come into the company, but then again, I want to I want someone to finish well, especially if it was my fault. I'm bringing them on, and I wasn't clear on my side, right? So I'm going to help them transition well. And uh, the guy's a great guy. It just wasn't a fit for our vision or our company, you know. He just needed to find a better place to go because he wasn't winning, I wasn't winning, the company wasn't winning. I believe everybody can win in the right situation. If you have a dynamic team and there's one or two that's just not the fit and the rest of the team understands the vision, they're moving forward, everybody already knows that that person doesn't fit, okay? And the longer you wait to make that decision, the more they're going to start questioning your own leadership. Yes. Right? It's like, doesn't he even see what's going on here, that this person is poisoning our vision, that this person does not fit, this person is divisive, this person is just about themselves and not the vision. 
And the longer you delay that decision, the more the, the, you're going to lose credibility with the people that you lead. People see, oh, I want to be a leader. It's all glitz and glamorous. It's like, no, it's freaking hard. Lead through COVID-19 when you have to lay off, you know, 15-year employees. It is hard. Yeah. Not only that, too, is I would really evaluate depending on how your company is structured. Uh, and you've heard this. Everybody's heard this. But maybe it's the right person but the wrong position, too. Maybe yeah. maybe they need a different seat on the bus first, right? Maybe they they're just not. I mean, if you just you know, my assistant, if if she became the leader and I became the assistant, we're on the wrong seats on the bus, <laughs> right, right? Yeah, right. So you got to make sure that too, and, and and you're evaluating that in the process before you know you have to release the person too. That's good because I always take the filter of a salon where you know you might have well this manager isn't working out. Yep, and they're a stylist as well. Well, their seat maybe be a full time stylist and not a manager. So that's really good. I'm yep. glad you that's good. Brought that up. So okay. well, David, I appreciate you um coming on and give us some advice on, you know, what if I have the wrong person? Yeah. On the Absolutely. Team? That's a hard one, man, but it's so important to accomplish what you want to accomplish with your vision. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a leader until until they have to make question. a hard decision. <laughs> so that something. question comes up. It's yeah, like, oh, right. I want to bow out of that's this. That's right. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. All Let's right? do it, man. Come back. Anytime. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.